Welcome to the next episode of the Pioneer Podcast. Uh, we're excited to be joined by Coach Jamie Franks, uh, who leads our men's soccer program. Uh, Coach Franks just completed his fifth season uh, with great success, uh, four-time Summit League Coach of the Year, um, and uh, has won a national championship as a player at Wake Forest, took the Pioneers to the 2016 College Cup. Uh, Jamie, we're so grateful you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, and thanks for doing this podcast. So uh, one thing we're all in right now is a, is a situation where we're having to adapt and grow and respond. Uh, none of us can control what happens to us, but we certainly have control over our response. Can you talk us through how you're leading the men's soccer program right now? Yeah, uh, by example, you know, over communicating, trying to um, focus on what we can control. But I think for us, um, we ask our student athletes every day to control uh, three things. That's the positioning, uh, you know, the positioning on the field, but also their positioning off the field. Their, uh, their friends, uh, uh, their family, their professors, what majors, what internships you're taking, uh, you know, who you eat with, who you hang out with socially. But, you know, you control your positioning every day and um, your work rate. Uh, how hard you work, your work ethic, only you can really determine how hard you work every day. And so you have to evaluate that and what you can measure then can be fixed. And so for us, um, positioning work rate. And the last one is mentality. You know, we believe in a positive resiliency. And, and, and I know that means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But for us, it's just to approach each day with optimism and passion. And, and um, so for us, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much concern going on in the world and, and uh, you know, within our own communities, but we can only lead ourselves and we can only control what we can control. And so um, we're trying to be leaders in the community. We're trying to remain positive and making sure that people focus on what they can control. That's great. The, the process is so important. And, and Jamie, you may be more than any other coach I've worked with, uh, you really value uh, mental training, um, leadership training, just as much as you do athletic physical training. Uh, how did you arrive at that? Where, do, where does that come from? Leading by example, <laughs> being an insecure 18 year old student athlete, uh, you know, that was obsessed with a sport and and uh, used it to learn about accountability, discipline, growth mindset, self-awareness, you know, all these buzzwords that are in leadership, but I learned through doing it myself and, 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 and that's not all successes. You know, I probably learned more from my failures. And so when I look back at my, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I had a fortunate career from the time that I was, you know, U seven years, uh, you know, U seven to, 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 to all the way through my professional career. And when I look back and I, and, and I think, uh, how I won, how I define success. And two, when I look at my other friends that are also successful, uh, you know, I'm looking at guys that just, um, you know, focused on the everyday and, 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 and used, uh, you know, the ups and the downs to better themselves. And, and now it doesn't matter if they're surgeons, if they're lawyers, if they're doctors, um, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're fathers, if they're husbands, if they're partners, um, you know, they're good teammates and they play their role and they play to their strengths. And so um, sport is just a microcosm for teaching life. And uh, I feel so fortunate to, to, to be in the position that I am at the University of Denver and to be able to mold uh, and help uh, 18 to 23 year old uh, young men into their futures and prepare them for the next step in their lives, because uh, it only gets more challenging as time goes on and, and, and things only become more uh, uncertain. And so we're just trying to give them tools that they're going to constantly work at. You know, we're not looking for people to be perfect. We're looking at people to work at, 
you know, the, you know, these life skills that are not just going to be worked on for the four years that you're in college, but you know, for, for, for the your, uh, entirety of your life. That's so right. And such great perspective that, you know, we really are using athletics as a tool, right? We, we're competitive. We want to win. We want to have success, but it's really a, a tool to teach life. And, and you're one of the very best I've ever seen at that. So, so growing, you grew up in New Jersey, um, you know, played soccer your whole life. What do you love about the game then now? What do you love about soccer? I think some things that I didn't realize that I love, but maybe if you told me at seven, eight, nine years old, I maybe wouldn't have played this sport that you only get to spend three minutes of the 90 minutes with the ball. Um, it's just a team sport. And, 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 uh, you know, I was so fortunate to be coached by, uh, you know, Jake Bowman, who was just a, you know, local town guy who, uh, gave me such an important foundation. Um, and, you know, my passion just grew from there. And uh, when I was uh, 11 years old, it was the first time that I didn't make, uh, you know, a U.S. Uh, select team. And that was a kind of turning point. And I know it sounds silly, but at 11 years old, I, I kind of had to make a decision. And I'll never forget my dad saying that you can blame politics and you can blame all these other things. Um, but the reality is that you could do what you could. And, and that next year, uh, I changed the way that socially, uh, you know, I hung out with my friends. I, 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 I started doing a little bit better in school because I was trying, my mom wouldn't let me go out in the backyard until my homework was done. Um, and so I just really, that, that, that next year, uh, I changed my mentality. I changed my work ethic and it led to great success. And from then on there, just every failure that I had, I, I viewed as an opportunity. And so the passion that I had for the sport um, is just that you get to play with your friends and, 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 and it's an unselfish sport and, and, and it's, you know, it's much more of a chess game than anything else. And um, so there's so much uh, preparation, periodization and, and, and process that's involved in it. And games are not won and lost uh, just in the 90 minutes there, you know, they're, they're, they're from the days and the weeks leading up to the game. Well, I know you still love it because when I'm watching practice, you always seem to insert yourself in a drill whenever possible to, to get back in there with the guys. Uh, do you still play? Do you, you still love it? I mean, the real reason I became a coach was because it was the only way that I could build myself into sessions. You know, I wasn't good enough anymore to continue to play. And so I had to find a way that I could at least uh, build myself in. And um, for me, playing is just a totally different, um, you know, uh, myself and my staff are all young and so for us to be able to jump in and you just see things different and uh there's so many decisions you know they say uh professional players make four actions in every minute uh you know in the game of soccer and so that's why so many people like playing fifa online is because there's so many decisions to be made and 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 it's really hard as a coach when you're on the sidelines to see all the decisions that you know that they have to make. And so being able to jump in at training and being able to kind of see it uh, in their shoes is really important. And I think uh, it's just another coaching method of ours. And uh, you know, selfishly, it's a, it's a way that I get to play the sport I love every day. So you, you mentioned your staff. Uh, you, you have uh, two full-time assistant coaches, and um, you know, people may not know this, but they're an attorney and a petroleum engineer. And so they're not only great soccer minds, but they are brilliant people uh, in general. Um, you obviously believe in surrounding yourself with really good people. T talk to you how you put a staff together, how you, how you believe in surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, during my undergrad, when I was at Wake Forest, uh, I felt really insecure uh, my freshman and sophomore year because I didn't really know where I fit in. And, and I think in 
high school, you know, you're always one of the smartest in the class or, you know, you always get good test grades. And, and then, uh, you know, when you start to look around and you realize that you're not the smartest in the room, you start to figure out, all right, well, where do I fit in this room? And, you know, what, you know, what sort of qualities do I add? And so uh, it's taken me a little bit of time to, you know, to, to, to get a staff that I think really compliments me. But uh, the one thing that really brings us all together is that we believe in developing people. And these guys are both, um, you know, uh, they, they, they went through undergrad. Uh, so they've walked in, you know, uh, the student athlete's shoes. Uh, they got their degree and then they went to play professional, which is what all of our guys aspire to, you know. And, and, and then after professional, they decided to go back to school um, and, you know, try to, you know, try different professions. And I think the one thing that they both came back to and the reason why they're both back in in soccer is because they love developing people and they love helping people and they see that all of these life skills, it doesn't matter what company or what team you ended up working for, um, that these life skills and teaching people how to play their role and bring their authentic self um, and controlling what they can control, uh, you know, that's what will define success in a lot of people. And so I just feel really fortunate to have Masaki and, 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 and Zach around me because um, it's a very dynamic staff, uh, with the lawyer, uh, we argue a lot. Um, but I think for, you know, for me, as I've gotten older and I've gotten more comfortable and more confident in what I'm trying to, to coach and what I'm trying to teach, um, you know, I need people to challenge me along the way. And, and you do a great job, Jamie, of, of empowering your assistant coaches, giving them very specific, uh, roles within the program, very real responsibilities. Uh, that not only help you as the head coach, but also make the team better. I think I just learned that from 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 working for Bobby Muse. You know, I was so fortunate to have to work for Bobby Muse and Jay Vidovich, who are both legends. You know, in 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 college soccer, and and have forever changed the landscape. Uh, and even the way that you look at culture and team and, 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 and school and the balance of it all. Um, but the only way that I really learned was when I actually felt the pressure to make the decisions. And I think as an assistant coach, you're always, uh, oh, I can know how to do this and I know how to do that. And then when you actually sit and, you know, and you have the ownership and the responsibility, uh, there's just a lot that goes into it. And so the only way that I can really prepare those guys for their next steps is, is, is thrusting them into that role and giving them that responsibility. So, so you mentioned Bobby and Jay, uh, obviously two coaches had a huge influence on you. Any other coaches that you, you go to when you need advice or that had a big impact on you? I mean, I just feel fortunate. Um, the two people that I grew up with from the time I was seven to, you know, years old to, to, to 15 was this guy, Jake Bowman, uh, Italian Polish guy that, you know, taught me the game um, in a very simplistic way. I think a lot of people try to complicate things and the game is really simple. You're trying to kick the ball in the back of the net more times than the other team. And, and, and um, that foundation then led me to PDA, uh, Player Development Academy, which is in New Jersey. And there is where you kind of start to get challenged. You see different ethnicities, you see different teams, and their competition goes way up. And, and you know, those guys, Jerry McEwen, John Murphy, Billy Galka, you know, my, my, my club coaches had just kind of prepared me for the next step. And then when I got to college, just so many, so many good assistants uh, at Wake Forest uh, during the time that I was there. And, and um, you know, I think as I continue to, 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 to move forward, um, in my own coaching career, I, I just always go back to the foundations of what I was taught by all these people. And so Bobby and Jay, no doubt, those are, those are my closest two. Um, 
Uh, you know, those are people that I always rely on the most, uh, mostly because they're, they're, they're directly honest with me. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to hear, but yeah. I love those guys and I'm so fortunate to have, uh, you know, uh, played for them and worked for them. Yeah, we, we all need those people uh, in our lives that, that will, will be honest with us when it matters. Um, so the community of Denver soccer, I think, is really important, um, and, and you've done a great job working to establish that, but we, we've got a lot of support in the community, uh, a lot of support from great donors and supporters. We've got a, a, a growing relationship with FC Bayern Munich, and uh, just talk about the importance of community and building the program. That's all it is, you know, is about is, you know, what role do you play in the community? And, you know, our job is to develop authentic leaders who take pride in being the best versions of themselves every day. And that's within their respective communities. And so whether they're fathers, husbands, partners, uh, attorneys, it doesn't matter. You know, we want people to be leaders. And, 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 and too many times people shy away from leadership. And, and for us, leadership just means leading yourself. And, and when we're talking about being in a community, we're always trying to lead the place better than when we found it. And so the community of people that we have, uh, we have an unbelievable support staff, um, you know, from our grounds crew, from, from sports medicine, from sports performance, from, from academic support, from across campus, Greg Grauberger, from the people that are in the business school to the people that are international business. It's just amazing how the University of Denver really, really tries to leave the community better. But the one thing that I think separates uh, the University of Denver compared to others is that we work towards that every day. We work on our culture and we work on nurturing that. And, you know, uh, so, so a lot of people say, oh, you have a good culture. The first thing I immediately think of, well, what did we do today? Did we leave it in a better place for tomorrow? And, you know, you don't have a good culture because that would be in the past. And, and so we're always trying to just leave it better than when we found it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that makes University of Denver really special is the people. And, and, and it's something that we cherish and, and that we try uh, every day to, to nourish and to build, uh, you know, for tomorrow. And, and part of that, uh, I, I just know by witnessing it, you, you really place a lot of importance on the little things. And, and I know this because I can walk in your locker room any time of day, any day of the week, and it's going to be spotless. Um, and that's a little thing, but I would imagine in your program, it's a big thing. Yeah, for us, the details matter and, and, and process equals outcome. And so if everybody's going to play their role, uh, I wish I could take credit for the locker room. I don't. Uh, I don't go in the locker room much. Uh, you know, those are my student athletes. That's their space. Um, to interact, to connect. Uh, it's a vulnerable space where, you know, where they can be themselves and, uh, so for us, you know, the details all match up and, and, and in a game that, 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 uh, the margins are so small, uh, and you know, you need players to play their role. It does matter. It, it does matter the, the amount of commitment you have every day, the amount of focus you have. And so, um, the way that our locker room looks, uh, every day, uh, does, does win, uh, does lead to wins and losses. So it's hard in a team game to talk about one student athlete, one player, but uh, two years ago, uh, we had a very special uh, student on our team, Andre Shinyashiki, then went on to MLS and was Rookie of the Year this year. Um, and, and my first soccer season at DU was Andre's senior year, so I just assumed uh, this guy's been, this guy's fantastic, he's been fantastic all his life. But you told me that, that Andre actually grew quite a bit uh, in his time at DU to be that great player uh, that he was in his senior year. 
Uh, talk about that process of growth that's so important. Yeah, I think that's what we're trying to really accomplish with everybody. Uh, I think the intangibles for him and the things that really uh, make him different is just his intrinsic motivation, his resiliency, uh, his commitment, his focus. Those were higher than, 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 than the normal student athlete. Um, I think the areas that we really helped him understand was just that, what separated him. And in a sport that the margins are so small, um, it sounds really cliche, but, uh, you know, we got him fitter. We got him stronger. We taught him about diet. We taught him about habits. We taught him about sleep. We taught him about hydration, diet, all these things. And, um, you know, for him, he understands that, uh, to the point that I was making earlier that you have to work on culture every day. You have to work on yourself every day. And so if, if, if you're resting on your laurels of happened yesterday, then, you know, then you're going to be behind. And so the biggest growth that we really saw from him um, is his leadership is his ability to bring other people along. And, and, and I'm so proud of him. And I think if you ever listen to anything that he talks about at the university of Denver, he'll talk about process. He'll talk about, controlling what he can control. He talks about uh, working hard every day. And so he embodies, uh, you know, uh, who we, you know, who we're trying to be every day. And, and we just couldn't be more proud to, to, you know, to have him wear Denver across his chest. And obviously being in Colorado Rapids, now I see him on buses and, 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 uh, and buildings and everything else. But he's still, you know, he's still in the facility almost uh, every day, you know, trying to work on him sports performance, sports medicine, sports psychology stuff. So he's a winner and, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he did what the ultimate goal is, is to leave the place better than when he found it. And one thing, you know, I'm not a soccer coach, but one thing I noticed about Andre playing the game, A, with a lot of great enthusiasm, but with relentless effort, um, you know, if he, if he missed a pass or missed a shot, missed the ball, whatever, there was no head hanging. There was no sulking. He was right back at it, relentlessly pursuing all the time. That seemed like a trademark of his. You can work on resiliency. You can work on um, frustration, you know, emotions. And I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of young players that see top players and top professionals in their respective sports be emotional, but they don't understand really what that means. And sometimes when emotion takes over, you end up getting caught in too much in a loop and you lose logic and you don't really um, bring the best person uh, to the surface. And so for Andre, his frustrations used to really take over. And, and, and once he realized and he viewed himself as a leader and that he had to lead by example every day, he started to see the impact that he either brings people up or he brings them down with everything he says could pass next try, as opposed to yelling at his teammates. And so, um, you know, that resiliency is something that he really worked on because I think he viewed himself as a leader and, 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 and he viewed that his actions every single day, every single play mattered. And, and, and now he's just taken it and, and, and really run with it. So let's, uh, let's transition from a, a look at a great part of our past to looking towards the future now. Uh, what's your vision for the program long-term, short-term? What are you excited about next year? What I'm excited about next year is just having a team, um, you know, that faced adversity and faced failure this past fall. And um, it's a, it's a cruel, cruel sport. You lose that many games in overtime by one goal. Um, you know, my freshman year at, at Wake Forest, we lost eight games and seven of them were in overtime. My sophomore year, we turned and won uh, seven of those eight in overtime. And we ended up being 18 and three, as opposed to, you know, 13 and six or whatever it is. And so the margins are small, but I think that for us, 
um, we just lost sight of what we needed to focus on. And I think what I'm most excited about is that we got a group that's hungry. We got a group that understands uh, what sort of process it's going to look like. Um, but above anything else is I see a team that's hungry. I see a team that's trying to prove themselves again. And I think when you have as much success as we did uh, the first four years, you know, uh, we were top three in wins in the country. And the, the, the people think that winning is easy and people think, uh, you know, that it's just going to happen naturally. And uh, it, it, it doesn't. And it's a byproduct of what you do every day. And so uh, these past 10 weeks in the winter, I saw a team that has a new identity. Uh, I saw a team that, 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 that is hungrier than before. And, uh, you know, we're looking to prove ourselves and we're not looking past the first game of the season. And, uh, I just can't wait to get back out there with those guys. That's awesome, Jamie. That's a great way for us to end. Uh, certainly we know we all have great visions and ambitions for this program and our whole division. And you reminded us that it's all about the process and stay focused on what we can control. And that's a great way for us to leave. Jamie, it's a pleasure for me to work with you. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your leadership, Carlton.